Hello, my name is Jules Hilliard, and I'm the CEO of SecureBlock Tech. Welcome to the second in our podcast series, Enterprise Blockchain Meets Cybersecurity. Quick personal note, you probably see the blue balloons in the background. It is a boy, my first child, so we're very excited about that. Um, you know, here we've realized there are many great podcasts and resources to understand cryptocurrencies, digital assets, Bitcoin and the like. So we're going to continue to discuss how blockchain affects application and network architecture, as well as our favorite, how blockchain will impact the future of cybersecurity as we know it. But before we do, I'm going to do a quick shameless plug like always. You know, I founded SPT in 2017 and brought in a great team, co-founders of the usual suspects from my Rolodex, enterprise, veteran enterprise technologists that have been focused on the adoption and utilization of blockchain technology by the enterprise. We built the first of its kind enterprise-grade BOC or Blockchain Operations Center. You already know the importance of a NOC and a SOC for today's dynamic IT networks. The need for a BOC is here. And we're here to provide the solution to the market with our core focus, stimulate mass adoption of blockchain technology. Our BOC is a centralized management console that allows you to develop, deploy, and manage all of your blockchains and dApps from one single pane of glass. Monitoring, analytics, security, and optimization are the core of our technology stack. Today, we have a couple of doozies of topics for you. First, we're going to talk about blockchain and AI. They are great on their own, but together, you know, this topic always makes me think of that old Reese's commercial with peanut butter and chocolate. You know, from there, we're going to jump right in with DevOps and DevOps security, DevSecOps, as you've heard the term. So we've got great stuff. Joining me today to explore these great topics, I have two of my most esteemed colleagues and good friends, Joel Semengen, our CISO, and John Hooks, our CAIO. How are you guys doing? Good, Jules. Yeah, we're doing well, Jules. Thank you. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thanks for taking the time today. All right, segment one, let's jump right in with AI and blockchain. This topic is tossed around more than a pigskin on Sunday. So let's jump in with our resident Jeff Bezos lookalike. Mr. John Hooks, John, can AI and blockchain work together? Some people think they are two unrelated technologies. Can you jump in and talk to us about this uh, topic? Yeah, absolutely. So machine learning and blockchain are what computer scientists like ourselves would call orthogonal concepts. That means they exist independently of each other. That being said, machine learning explores the studying constructive algorithms that can learn from and make predictions on data. And a blockchain is really a distributed database that enables the creation of an open distributed ledger that can record the transactions uh, in a permanent way. So the two things may sound different, like peanut butter and chocolate, but when you put them together, they're an unbeatable combination. So one area where the two technologies could intersect in a rather obvious way based on traditional application computing models is in the mining of data patterns, where that data is created as part of a solution that uses blockchain, perhaps even data in the blockchain database itself. Uh, consider a blockchain-based store for an Internet of Things application that records sensor data from millions of sensors. Uh, a machine learning application could infer interesting patterns from the usage of that data, right? So the above example I just gave is 
when the machine learning solution operates, quote, out of the band from the blockchain solution, uh, that is when its operations are decoupled from the operations of the blockchain application. Uh, in the future, and we're hoping that the products we're developing uh, do this, this may change with the introduction of what we call in-band machine learning algorithms that, for example, are involved before a blockchain chain store is completed an operation uh, you know, to, to make it memorialized or uh, put it on the chain permanently and unmutable, un 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 right, or immutable. So modern or what I call post-Bitcoin blockchain solutions are designed to execute that code we call contracts, smart contracts, which are really short procedures. And that's really when they trigger the blockchain platform to identify an interesting event. So um, in that regard, as I said, machine learning models can be applied to anything that contains a vast amount of data. Uh, thus, you know, blockchain and machine learning can certainly be combined. Absolutely, no, absolutely. I wanna turn it over here to Joel, who's also known internally as my twin, <laughs> for those of you that are old enough to remember the movie Twins. Uh, do you mind jumping in and telling the audience what your take on AI and blockchain working together? You're going to talk a little bit about this as well. Yes, uh, uh, thanks, Jules. And that's that's a great um, kickoff for this uh, session, uh, John. Um, as uh, this topic has been uh, tossed around, and I've had numerous conversations with uh, some business and colleagues as well. So um, to what John just mentioned, the convergence of AI technology and blockchain technology um, will basically revolutionize the business operations. Um, yeah, the outcome of uh, this convergence uh, basically will bring uh, positive disruption to a lot of the organizations. And just to point out uh, some of the things, it, it will bring a good competitive edge for the organization. Uh, what that means, uh, it, the, the convergence will hopefully result in positive impact against the business competitors and uh, anything that their business is working towards uh, getting a positive impact in its uh, industry. Um, another thing that it will also cause is, is uh, increased efficiency. With AI and blockchain, um, there will be uh, considerable cost savings that expect, uh, expectation is that um, cost savings in running the business and operations will uh, be impacted to uh, the favor of the organization. And um, most importantly, there will be a stronger security posture that would be uh, absorbed in, in the convergence of AI and blockchain. Uh, there will be a perceived uh, expected and stronger protection from cyber incidents and increased posture in uh, meeting the organization's compliance to industry and regulatory requirements. And um, additionally, um, there would hopefully be a potential revenue growth, which uh, this should lead to a positive impact on the organization's bottom line. And, and I, I want to just share real quick uh, to add to um, what John just mentioned. I read in an article recently about this topic, and I and uh, quote it says, "Blockchain and AI are the two extreme sides of technology spectrum." one fostering centralized intelligence on closed data platforms, the other promoting decentralized applications in an open data environment. However, 
if we find an intelligent way to make them working together, the total positive externalities could be amplified in the blend. So that's my take. Jules? Absolutely. Definitely. A couple of great takes. I mean, as you both know, as, as part of our vision early on was uh, utilizing AI to uh, strengthen uh, the fundamental functionality of blockchain. You can learn more on our website on our BI node, BI node, business intelligence node, where we will be utilizing AI to provide a higher level of intelligence and functionality for the future of blockchain networks and applications. Let's take a little look or maybe a step back or step forward. I don't really know which one this is. But another uh, big motivation for us uh, in building Overwatch and, and jumping into the game was uh, blockchain and DevOps and, and DevSecOps as we know it. You know, we saw a big, uh, you know, just a train wreck, if you will, um, of what was happening and, and DevOps with blockchain coming to the scene. Uh, just complete lack of visibility, a lack of intelligence and a very complicated um, you know, ecosystem and architecture. So John, you know, we have many in-depth discussions internally around the evolution of DevOps and the addition of DevSecOps and as it pertains to blockchain. If you don't mind, how about you share with our listeners your thoughts on this evolutionary process as you see it? Yeah, sure, Jules. Uh, so yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head as usual that, uh, you know, the whole world's changing. We, we have different methodologies that we've been using throughout, you know, the, uh, the beginning of, uh, of developing code. Uh, the latest is using methodologies like Agile, et cetera. Uh, but still, when you're developing tools uh, to develop code, you need to make sure that there's security built in. And while that was always the case, and I can show in a slide in a minute how that works or has worked in the past, now we have two dynamics going on in the world of, um, of development and also deployment into an application environment like a cloud. One is the notion of continuous delivery, right? So used to be in the old days, you know, you'd send a note out to your uh, clients in the client-server environment, say, hey, by the way, you know, the system is going to be unavailable from midnight on Saturday night to Sunday night at 12 p.m., right? And so the whole system came down. You sent out your upgrade, uh, your, your new patches, et cetera, and the system came up and hopefully worked, right? Now we have what's called continuous delivery where things are fed into the cloud environment so they're seamless and you as the user don't really see that behind the scenes all this additional code or these patches for security etc are being kind of updated in the background that being said uh, you know the, the way we need to make sure that's happening correctly or being aware of when it needs to be done is through continuous monitoring so you have continuous uh, deployment and you have continuous uh, monitoring. Both those things are facilitated by AI-driven machine language algorithms that are triggered at some point to either detect an anomaly that needs to be patched or make sure that all the pieces in the supply chain are lined up properly and can be automated to do it. Because again, human involvement, the human in the loop, uh, only causes downtime, right? So. Uh, the, so I'll show a couple slides here to kind of give you an idea. So again, remember, it's 
smart contract, which uh, we really are going to call stored procedures. So the word contract is legalese, and it really doesn't necessarily say what's happening. But if you automate these uh, stored procedures in the system, then uh, they could be deployed at the appropriate time. So, you know, <clears throat> hold on. Let me see if I can get my screen up here. Absolutely. Take your time. Okay. I think I'm being attacked by a couple balloons here while, uh, you're, while you're doing that. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. <laughs> yeah. Um, Congratulations, by the way, Jules. Thank you. Uh, all to my wonderful wife, Imani. She's fantastic and very excited. We're both uh, both first-timers, so. All right. Thank goodness for Google. <laughs> I don't know how they did it without it. <laughs> okay, as my cloud-based PowerPoint slide loads slowly on my machine, and uh, you'll see not responding in the upper left-hand corner, um, I'm going to go through a couple slides to kind of talk about what we were just uh, discussing. So I threw in an obligatory slide at the beginning that says, hey, look, you know, we're in the process now of taking AI and the blockchain and combining it into what are called dApps, right, blockchain mm -hmm. applications. And in that regard, then, we, uh, we're really building robots uh, and again, this particular individual, David Birch, who's well known in the industry of blockchain uh, in the technology, especially in financial services, somebody would be rich beyond all dreams of avarice by building a robot that is an automated script that will write smart contracts. So these smart contracts are, are as I said, sports procedures will be kicked off or managed by AI machine learning driven uh, systems, right? So uh, that's one of the areas that we see that becoming much more prevalent, as I mentioned before, is in the DevSecOps. So again, let's just go through what used to be the old school model and the default model to use still by a lot of enterprises to kind of figure out what they need to do during DevOps. You know, during the DevOps cycle shown here, we had various security controls that you applied at the point you were at that particular moment. Like as you were coding, you made sure the code was solid, didn't have any bugs, et cetera. And then when you uh, did a test and build, you went through some more security, blah, blah, blah. And so, uh, again, that whole system was done sort of ad hoc or in a, what I call a serial fashion. What we're seeing happening today is that, the, you know, we're getting a lot more uh, challenges to security because not only is security an issue with the cloud and other platforms through outside attackers, we have risks like vendors who give us code in an application that we're cobbling together as part of the agile process that itself may contain bugs. So, uh, you know, before we were worried about uh, DDoS attacks, web attacks, bot attacks, credential stuffing, web fraud, malware, SQL injection, we still have to worry about those things. 
But now these attackers are using new technologies, such as, by the way, adversarial machine learning or AI, which we talked about last week's segment, and the fact that everything is an API-driven sort of scenario or APIs themselves can be corrupt. Uh, cloud computing, uh, we can do an entire five-week segment on cloud computing and security related to that. We all know it isn't. Uh, and how do we, you know, how do we guard against that? And then uh, now again, we're, we're starting to see machine learning enabled tools being applied to a lot of different scenarios. But again, do they really uh, bring to the table the right kind of security? And of course we have more open source and third party tools and they all kind of like uh, need to work together to make sure that <laughs> this threat landscape is uh, is secure. So those are the uh, the principal you know challenges that I think machine learning, AI, blockchain can help uh, you know uh, minimize, or I should say, make more uh, more palatable. So I'm going to uh, stop sharing my screen now. If I can get this. Uh, Hey, hey John, we've been we've been we've been seeing you the whole time. We'll have uh, we'll maybe drop that slide in. Oh, if, uh, we'll do a little editing. No worries. We'll we'll put it in. I know it's a great slide because because I've seen it and and you definitely jumped right in. You know, you went uh, knee deep on this topic. You know, talking about you know the blockchain development, uh, you know DevOps cycle, uh, the more inherent risks that are involved, and and how you know the hackers are also utilizing. AI and ML uh, against us as we're trying to use it to, you know, better the business process uh, on our end. Now, uh, Joel, you know, our BOC, our Blockchain Operations Center, which we've named Overwatch, and our goal is to give development teams the visibility that they need uh, to accelerate the dev cycle, but also to protect uh, the environment as a whole. Do you want to jump in and talk a little bit about this topic? Yes. Um, uh, thanks, Jules. And, and, and and in the same um, vein as what you mentioned of the uh, risks of um, protecting the organization and having um, uh, DevSecOps, uh, I, I just want to highlight, not to do the, the fear factor here, but just to highlight, um, I know we're uh, three quarters into the year. Um, some of you may have uh, seen this in the news where you know I'm just going to bring up a couple of uh, 2020 breaches that are pretty big and well-known, like a Twitter hack that, that happened uh, this year, where Twitter suffered a breach that impacted its uh, Twitter accounts of high-profile um, U.S. personalities like Barack Obama, Elon Musk, Joe Biden, Bill uh, Jr., uh, Bill Gates, and others. And there's another one that happened uh, in March. It's just a Marriott data breach, where uh, the security breach impacted um, the data of over 5.2 million hotel guests. And uh, according to the report, hackers obtained uh, two employees' credentials, which was used to siphon off the guest data about a month before the breach was actually discovered. And on a different side of the business, um, Magellan Health was also struck by um, a ransomware attack and data breach in April of this year, which affected 365,000 patients. And uh, an investigation revealed that the malware was used to steal an employee login credential uh, which was then used to leverage a phishing uh, campaign, which eventually led to the ransomware attack. And then um, 
you guys have probably been uh, using this uh, on your own or in some of your businesses now meetings zoom as uh, we are often um, are more um, aware of or uh, well known now uh, due to the COVID pandemic uh, with the dramatic increase in video conferencing uh, globally zoom uh, was impacted uh, where um, 500,000 credentials were stolen and um, these credentials ended up in the dark web for sale and in fact some of its credentials were even uh, just made available for free so uh, given this information and there's lots more that actually uh, were reported out for um, the breaches that have occurred again uh, we're in October month right now so to, to just highlight the point of the importance of having uh, security as part of your um, DevOps, again, the birth of DevSecOps, as uh, John just uh, articulated. Uh, it, it's very important. And, and let's, let's just take a step back and, and at least uh, reflect on what's really the, the definition or the difference between DevOps and DevSecOps. Well, DevSecOps and, and DevOps, they, they both have similar methodologies and, and they use the uh, they take advantage of the use of automation and uh, continuous uh, processes to uh, establish collaborative cycles of uh, development. The, the key differentiator uh, with the DevSecOps is uh, DevSecOps, uh, its goal is basically to bridge uh, the traditional gaps between uh, IT and security. And with a strong emphasis on ensuring that uh, there's fast and safe delivery of code. Where prior to DevSecOps, um, security is somewhat uh, minimized in that uh, focus, uh, which is uh, more like to have a, um, a timely uh, delivery of the code or the product. Well, as I have seen in the past uh, multiple decades in my uh, IT uh, cyber career, some of the organizations are some, sometimes fully head on with uh, running their projects uh, using Agile, for example, and focusing on a speedy uh, delivery uh, to production, uh, either because of uh, a marketing commitment that they have uh, provided their customers or for a delivery of a new product or even just a basic uh, new feature or upgrade. Then on the 11th hour, what have I've seen happen is uh, in trying to get this uh, security organization's approval, um, it was now highlighted that there's some security vulnerabilities or a gaping hole that kind of that's been identified and it now puts an impact uh, on the delivery of the, of the product, the end product to the customers or to the business. Now the organization will have a big, will have to, they have to end up making a big uh, business decision on either to uh, proceed with um, releasing uh, the product while the dev team will be actively working to resolve uh, the patch or uh, V2 of the, of the, uh, the product and um, resolve the, the, gaping, the gaping hole that's been identified, or uh, maybe they would have to hold off on the product release. Uh, this obviously is a very risky decision from a customer's uh, trust perspective, and it may have a negative potential um, impact on the revenue of the organization or the stock price if there's a public traded organization. So with the organizations uh, that now have DevSecOps team, or at least the, the process of uh, running a full DevSecOps uh, organization, uh, that they are now in a much better position 
to catch and resolve uh, potential security gaps and have it resolved sooner than later. No, fantastic, and, and definitely some great examples. You know, as you have mentioned, you know, the impact uh, that COVID's having. You know, all of us switching to video conferencing so quickly, not understanding the risks and some of the real world you know, uh, risks that are out there. And, you know, we're going to really have to continue to focus on combating those risks and, you know, integrating, we believe, blockchain will help us get the edge against those hackers. You know, I did want to thank you both. This is great stuff. And I want to thank you both for joining me again today on our, our weekly podcast. We're going to continue to explore enterprise blockchain, AI, uh, the impact on network and application architecture, cybersecurity. Today, we dug in on DevOps and, and DevSecOps. And, and John, you did a great segue to next Friday. Uh, we're going to have a great guest. Uh, it's a cloud specialist, cloud security specialist. I don't even know if you knew that, but you actually did a great little warm up there. Again, I hope the audience, I hope you found this talk interesting and informative. And make sure you join us next week. You know, we are going to have our first podcast guest. We're going to keep it a surprise for now, uh, but we will be uh, announcing our guest uh, slash intellectual giant later this week and a good friend and colleague of, of Joel and mine. So you know, as always, you can learn more and or contact us at secureblocktech.com. You know, have a great week and please reach out with any and all feedback questions or desire to join the blockchain revolution. John, Joel, thank you both. Happy trails. Thanks, Jules. Looking forward to the next one.